You are the man now, dog. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Man Dog Pod. My name is Ryan Rosenberg, and I have, of course, one of your hosts alongside me, my other genius, hilarious, beautiful, smart guy, Dan Lippert. Hey, Dan. You forgot talented. Oh, I thought talented was implied. uh, Yeah, thank you uh, for all the nice pronouns yes uh no no adjectives 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 adjectives. (laughs) noun was when i said man yes which is what i am a person place or a thing (laughs) yeah uh and we've got a couple people places or things guesting with us on the podcast today don't we ryan that's right i think we should just bring them on out all right well um let's uh, let's play the chicago bulls intro music As we bring out, starting at funny, Josh Simpson. Hey, what's up? Sorry, I already chimed in uh, two seconds into this thing. That's not a problem. Okay. No, you also solved it. Pro- an issue there, <laughs> I couldn't so. shut the fuck up for five seconds. Um, good to be uh, here. No, I don't I don't like uh, ha- making people feel silenced at the beginning, <laughs> so I like that you talked. Thanks. And, of course, starting at shooting funny. Oh. Zeke Nicholson. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, how is he going to do this? And you you found a move that was both lateral and exciting. So, okay, wow. Thank you. That's a great way to explain it. I was like, don't say small funny. Power funny? Mm-hmm. Power funny is good, too. Yeah, power, power funny, funny would have been good. Or die. I thought you were going to say die. Oh, die. Starting at die. well welcome guys thank you for doing the podcast how's everybody doing this week everybody doing okay i just averted a bit of a disaster that i'd like to talk about please god i um i was at a coffee shop and i have this thing when i wear my mask now where my glasses are a little wide on my face Mm. and the mask covers my nose so if i lean forward the glasses will fall off Mm. uh and i was in the restroom and i peed uh, and it was a morning piece, so pretty dehydrated. Uh, and I leaned over to flush the toilet, and my glasses fell. And I grabbed them right before they fell into oh, the pee. Wow. But in that moment, I was like, what would I have done if they fell in? Because I can't drive home without the glasses. Mm. I can't leave them sitting in the toilet, but I can't ever wear them again. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I, it was like it was like when you almost get in a car crash and you're like replaying it in your head as if you had died yeah. in that moment. You, and I was like, that kind of heart rate went up. You just have to bite the bullet, right? Like you'd have to put toilet glasses right on your face and drive home and just be like, I, I don't love this, but I don't, you know, what are you going to do? Walk <laughs> yeah. home? Take a shower as soon as I get home. Yeah. Wash my head <laughs> yeah. off. Maybe you could fill up the sink and rinse them in the yeah, sink. Yeah, you or could something. wash them probably pretty you effectively in the sink. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, and here's the other thing: they're out of hand soap in the bathroom. Oh, oh no, that's a twist. That's a twist. Yeah. Okay. It's a nightmare <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> no urinal either, so you're you're peeing in a full toilet. Yeah, peeing in a full toilet. I think you probably would have had to like employ some of the like the seat cover methodology. <laughs> Like with toilet paper or something, like put a barrier between your nose and the glasses. <laughs> Walk out, wait for my coffee. That's <laughs> great. Thank you. Are you guys? Uh, do you guys use that paper? I feel like I've. There's been a couple times in my like in a couple of airport ones where it's like a bunch of stalls. There's nobody, none open, and then just like some huge burly guy comes out after clearly just like destroying <laughs> it. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put this paper down. But most of the time, I don't. Uh, right. Yeah. I've got my whole life feeling self-conscious for not using the paper. Like I'm disgusting or like, or like, Oh, the paper's here. I feel like I never really learned how to use it. When I sit on it, it like sticks to my legs. (laughs) Surely that can't be right. Like, so I'm not using it and kind of keeping it a secret. So I really appreciate you pulling the veil back. 
I use it, so I'm okay. grossed out. Oh my god! <laughs> I think it's one of California's best contributions. Is that a California contribution? I mean, it was the first place I saw it. Uh, really? Yeah, when I first came out, I drove out here from like Syracuse, I guess, the first time. But I remember when I got here, I was like, <laughs> I was in public bathrooms, like, I'll be damned! It even <laughs> pops through and everything. I like, <laughs> I'm talking about the. For maybe the those that don't live in California, I think they're everywhere now. I think people know what I'm talking about, but I'm a I'm an avid believer. I'm I'm a TP guy. Sometimes I'll put if I if they don't have this covers, I'll put TP on the mm. on wow. the seat. It's a lot of work. It is, but sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I am generally only going number two in public if it's like a I have to go. Like uh-huh. I'm trying to save that as much as possible for a private <laughs> residence or mm. you know maybe if I'm near what I know to be a fancy bathroom Josh was like hmm, I, I <laughs> save mine for going out yeah. in public <laughs> Yeah I might have to leave in about a half hour and hit a grocery store <laughs> I had a friend in college who after we graduated the way that we would keep in touch was that we would text each other when we were shitting in specific locations <laughs> It'd be like, what's up, dude? That just like taking a dump in the like museum of art, thinking of you. <laughs> it's like kind of a sweet, uh, sweet little exchange. That is with sweet. like a, a picture too, a little picture of your feet or anything. No like pictures, that. just uh, yeah, too yeah. intimate. You yeah, attempt fate with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a slippery slope, danger zone for sure. That is a good way to stay in touch. Where it's like, all right, great, we. We're showing our our love <laughs> that we thought of each other. Right with our day. In my current bathroom at home, like I was, you were saying, you almost dropped your glasses in the toilet, and I kind of feel like amazed that it doesn't happen more often. Like I should drop my keys, my phone, or my glasses in the toilet at least once a year, but it almost never happens. But in in my bathroom, like how the cabinet is built, it's built right above the toilet. And it's small enough where I don't really have other options. Mm -hmm. So everything I store is right above the toilet. (laughs) And every time I like reorganize it or move it, I'm always like, like, like it all. And I should just close the seat, which ends, you know, ends the problem. But, but I, I'm just always like, oh, I'm going to drop a whole roll of toilet paper into the toilet or, you know, something like that. To me, it makes you think of like, at least for me, oh, I am much more dexterous dexterous than i think i am because <laughs> like you said i'm doing toilet saves a few times a year <laughs> but generally walking around things are falling off hitting the ground all the time it's like oh this is my version of dad reflexes mm. <laughs> <laughs> they just kick in around the toilet did you celebrate when you caught the glasses like above the rim i was too scared I, it was like too much of like a brush with death that i was mostly like I can't believe that that almost happened. <laughs> and, and then I was like doing, you know, after an earthquake where you're like, all right, I got to, I need to put glasses in my car. There needs <laughs> to be backups in my car. Like I need my preparedness kit <laughs> right? Um, because this can't happen again. And then I won't do it, you know. Gotcha. Uh, I'm not really afraid of that because I know that even if I miss my glasses, my big honk and dong will knock it out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's getting to that toilet. (laughs) My penis covers the full toilet. (laughs) It's playing goalie. (laughs) Uh, It is funny. Funny isn't the word, but like there is such like a shame around a private experience in a public bathroom of like, I wonder how everyone else is doing this because this is where I could be the most judge. Someone could like hear my routine and judge it or, or hear that I'm not pulling the paper out or whatever. Uh, even judge me for like using a filthy one or something like that. I don't know. I, I think I'm realizing I have more shame around it than I had ever thought of before. (laughs) That's maybe why I don't shit in public. Sometimes you just got to do it, though. Yeah. And thank you so much for coming in for your session today. Uh, Yeah, you called and said it was an emergency. But um, yeah, I'm I'm happy that you're you're you know that I'm always available to you to to talk through any mental health issues you might have. Thanks for making the time. Of course. Yeah. So why don't you have a seat Uh, and tell me a little bit about what happened to you today? You seem really shaken. Well, I discovered, I guess, a new trauma. Okay. I guess trauma is the word. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's 
Um, I'm even just getting heated talking about it. I'm feeling myself kind of, you know, you said to talk about the stuff. So my like stomach as I'm talking about it, I'm feeling like a little bit hot and and my heart rate's going up. um, Hang on. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just going to pour a a quick glass of water. Oh no. (gasps) You got it. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, um, fuck, I'm sorry. I just had crazy PTSD. Uh, I'm sorry. You caught that glass I just more had quickly a trauma. than anyone I've ever seen. Uh, tell me. I just had a trauma. Ver- I, this, this might be cool for you. It's not cool for me <laughs> that I caught it so fast. Okay, this is a, a, a almost like a reenactment of the trauma I just had. I was in the bathroom, and you see this nice dry hat on my head? Sure. <laughs> it's so dry. It almost wasn't. Well, it almost wasn't. It almost wasn't, okay? I took a one, and I was sitting down, and it became a two. <laughs> it became a two. <laughs> I saw your eyes. You can't judge me for sitting down and taking a one. I pay you to not judge me for I'm that. just writing it down. I just want to make sure I get it right. So it was a one that then became a two? I guess. Well, can I ask what the what motivated the decision to sit down on the one in the first place? Were you feeling unsafe? Would, Were you feeling tired? I've just done it my whole life. Okay. It's. I mean, the great Winston Churchill said, "Why sit when you can stand? Why stand when you can wait? Why stand when you can? <laughs> why stand when you can run? That's right. What? No. Why stand when you and you can sit? Why sit when you can lie down? Obviously, I'm not going to lie down for a one. Sure. The technology doesn't exist yet, but. <laughs> Uh, So I'm sitting, and it becomes a two. I get up to flush afterwards, wipe all you know the whole thing, wipe the uh, Mm -hmm. rim of the toilet after I stand up. Sure. Um, And then, uh, (laughs) as I bend over to flush, my hat falls, and I catch it, but a half inch above the water. Above the water. Okay. And um, this hat was a gift from my now deceased best friend there it is and, uh, uh, <laughs> there it is can we talk about how you are so ready for breakthroughs <laughs> i'm sure if you want to i just i just i'm always waiting for the there it is you know and it makes me feel like there's a right or a wrong answer when mm. i'm in here so you think you have a need to appease authority where would you say that comes from um, there it is. i don't know <laughs> There it is. You just said it to your own realization there. You <laughs> diagnosed that. Dan, 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 Dan. Listen, I'm sorry for coming over so late, okay? You know, yeah, the other day up? we were talking about the technology for peeing, laying down. <laughs> I think I got it, dude. I think hey, I got it. This better be a real one, okay? A long plastic tube. <laughs> we get a long plastic tube and you of run course. it from your bed to your toilet and you can pee laying down. Dude, this is going to be huge. I'm trying to get Mark Cuban's email. Okay, Jeff, can I just say, let's talk this through because I love the excitement. It's 3 a.m. Okay. What's I going on in problem, here? <laughs> oh, I'm tripping over tubes. At... <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, look, Jeff just came over to try something out. Honey, <laughs> Okay, so we found one issue here already. Honey, would you say that you would have tripped over the tube if you just knew it was installed there all t- 24 hours a day? If I knew it was installed, what are we doing? Why is your penis out, Ryan? <laughs> because because it's not going to be out for long. It's going to be in the tube. And then the pee is going to be in the toilet without me even being in the same room. This is going to revolutionize the suburbs. You know Dr. Nicholson has, has told me that I have toilet trauma, all right? Oh, there God. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have that? one of those I have one of those little buttons, the staples button or whatever that you can push <laughs> when you have a breakthrough. I don't know if that was your breakthrough. You went in there to work through issues you had with your mom. Okay. And you came out with toilet trauma. 
Well, yes, okay, because you always think the issue is your mom, but it's actually the toilet. Dr. Nicholson has worked very hard on debunking some of the Freudian parents stuff. It's always the toilet. It's especially for men. Maybe you don't understand, okay? You, Honey, you're embarrassing me over in front of my best friend that I met on a toilet trauma message board. I'm embarrassing you. He's laying down in my living room with his little penis stuck in a tube. Well, that's not all I'm doing. I'm actually going to the restroom without leaving you. Isn't that yeah. cool? Oh, stop it. You have to be higher than the than the floor to get the... Oh, shoot. Yeah, we have a flow issue. <laughs> and welcome back to Shark Tank. I'm your host, Mark Cuban. That's right. I'm doing a whole announcer vibe now on this show. Wow. Okay, and Mark. Today, I guess you're taking over. Yeah, I'm taking over. I'm taking over. I'm... I'm uh... Egregious. <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Thank you, Simon Cowell. That was wonderful. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so we've got a very, very special group of guests today, and they've got something that I'm really excited to hear about. It's called the Lay Down Pee Tube. Take it away, gang. Assault. Battery. <laughs> stress. Your line was stress. Has this ever happened to you? You need to go to the restroom so bad, but you don't want to be standing, sitting, or even move to the next room. Maybe a door could be locked. Well, all of the problems that could happen create some of the worst traumas known to mankind. <laughs> toilet traumas. Well, it's time to end those today. I've had a lot of toilet traumas. I've had a lot of toilet traumas. I'm interested in this product. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. Well, what we have here is a pipe or tube that you could put anywhere in your house. It has to be higher than the toilet. <laughs> no, you have to be higher than the toilet. Okay. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Let's just show them how it works, okay? So I'm going to lay on the ground. You take the tube that's above me in the toilet, run it to Piss spilling me. out of your tube at the top of your tube. It's called urine. <laughs> Thank you. Now, we're looking for $100,000 for 1% of the business. Any takers? I'd like to see it work first. Okay. Well, why, why, why should one of us use it when we could show it on someone like you? Now, Mark, I saw you were drinking a lot of water before doing your announcing. It's you must really have to hear it. Code Red, but continue. Oh, wow. <laughs> I like to get charged up before the show. <laughs> That's weirdly surprising, but not at all surprising for me. Mark, now, why don't you Mark, just lay up. down in your chair right there? Okay. Now, oh, there you go. Comfortable, and you know what? Uh, Code Red is kind of moving through me, so I'm excited to see how this goes. Great. Don't go too fast, because the tube can't handle uh, high-pressure uh, uh, urine. Uh, ah, ah! <laughs> it's on me. We're uh, and which one are you? I'm sorry. The bald one. Oh, Mr. Wonderful, of course. <laughs> Wait, should we just go quickly and say who the cast is so we're all on the same page? Me, Mark we Cuban, got- Simon Cowell, of course. Bald. Egregious. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Um, and, of course, um, fourth on there, who's been very quiet. It's uh, me, Kelly Dame. Osborne. Oh, Kelly Osborne. <laughs> Kelly investor. Osborne, the new shark. Is that that is that true? Is she on that show now? Can't be, right? No. Ozzy! I know that's not her, but <laughs> Sharon just yelling at Ozzy the whole time. I definitely said Kelly Osborne and that sounded exactly like Sharon Osborne. <laughs> sounded exactly like her Lord, yeah, the impression is ready <laughs> The whole time I was just like, a catheter? <laughs> yeah, yeah Oh, they you, do have these, totally yeah, yeah. You're, you're just gumming it up with the whole, like, putting one end in the toilet <laughs> Does, Not to continue us down this scatological, yeah. but whatever, here we are um, mm-hmm. I was a, a tour guide at my college for a couple of years, and and the so when the college was founded, it was like it's very old school, 1793. It's this like liberal arts school, wow. you know, right after the right after the Revolutionary War. And they the whole college was like in one building at the beginning. And what they did was they they used like gravity plumbing essentially. So all the toilets were on the top floor, and then you would do your business and it would like go down the tubes into 
the sewage systems like at the bottom, but like that was that was like where all the bathrooms were. And that was a fact that I used to tell people on my tours. Wow. What is the science behind that, that it has to be up high to go down? Like, couldn't you just put it on the first floor? Or it couldn't go sideways? Is that why there was like... I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It does seem like even a little bit would give it enough gravity to go down. Because presumably (laughs) the sewage tanks are not on the first floor. They're like in the ground. I never thought of that. I never thought to ask that. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it was one of the first colleges, so they were still figuring it out. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I remember seeing like in an old history textbook that like in the medieval ages that that's how it worked in like castles, like that they would just have like one big sort of poop chute that was mm-hmm. on like, you know, one side of the building or whatever. And you would just sort of go in a huge well that ran up the whole building. And I, and I just always, always have like a crystal clear photographic image of that memory in my mind. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was just right at the right age where I was like, look at his butt is out in the book, you know? Or yeah. A hundred percent. I remember we have to take the butt out. So people know that they're pooping in there. <laughs> right. The, um, the lady who, or sorry, the, the president at the time used to tell us that our goal as tour guides was like, at the end of your tour, as is real, he was like, everyone should either want to be you or want to sleep with you. Oh, I love okay. this. Whoa. I love this. <laughs> I thought it was definitely going to be about like, should want to go to this school no. or nowhere else they want to go. No, no, no. no. The tour is like, about the guide. Weirdly pervier than that. Were you, uh, were you boning after tours a bunch? No, but then I was going to say, I guess ironically, ironically and coincidentally, my sophomore year girlfriend had been my tour guide when I toured the school. Mm. Oh my god! So did, and do you like? Did you fall for her when you she was your tour guide, or was it, it a lit? Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's an inevitable like. Oh, this is like a cool college person who has like a yeah, like there, there's a sort of like pizzazz. There's a them. confidence to that. Yeah, sure. and they're like living the life that you're so eager to get to as a high school student. Like, yeah. Was that a paying uh, gig? Like, was it that was, a job? Like, terribly, it was like fourteen dollars <laughs> an hour, and the tours took like an hour and a half. So it would be like two and a half hours of your time. You make like $21. It was really terrible. You'd have to do it for like 40 years to pay your tuition. Now did Uh, they, when they said that thing of like, they either should be you or want to sleep with you. Did they give you any sort of like tips on how to do that? Or did they just say that as a, like, like people love winks and kisses <laughs> or like what was there? Not Someone exactly. please clip that out. <laughs> yeah, not really. I feel like, you know, they, you had to do like um, practice tours. You had to like observe tours and mm-hmm. I feel like people were like charming or not. But uh, we used to, I mean, I, I had a couple of prankster friends and one time another one of our friends was giving a tour and we like kidnapped him. We did like a college tour kidnap prank and we like <laughs> threw him into a van like we people like wore hooded masks and then like threw him into the van and then i stepped out of a bush and took over the tour for him and just like continued the tour it's pretty exciting that's a, that's a good prank right there yeah that's really cool. the, the ending where you continue the tour really ties it all together nicely yeah thank you for because our- it makes the people who are like pranked feel like safe a little bit they're like okay there's some sort of joke or plan here totally yeah because <laughs> kidnapping is scary i don't know what to tell you <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's also funny <laughs> <laughs> super funny to have a bag over your head <laughs> <laughs> i remember what i think the people at my college would do that i i got the feeling they were volunteers like the the mm-hmm. tour guides mm-hmm. I, that kind of tracks for me just with how fucking dorky the people in my school were. But, like, I thought they were cool when I took the tour. And then, like, immediately when I went to college and I saw these people leading the tours, I was like, you guys are the are fucking dorks. Yeah. There <laughs> you is just love the school. You so like much. the school <laughs> this much? Yeah. yeah. And I remember overhearing one where someone was, like, showing, like, there was, like, a wall or, like, a little area where they put up photos of notable alumni in my in the particular school that I went to and like I remember the tour guide was like and one day I'll be up here and I just was like I just clocked it and I was like I hate that person <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> incredibly lame <laughs> who was the most notable alumni well I, I went to the Newhouse School of Communications in Syracuse so there's a lot of sportscasters actually mm, so like Bob Costas sure. 
they claim Bob Costas, even though he dropped out, and Mike Tirico mm-hmm. and Shaquille O'Neal went there at one time, right? <laughs> Lou Reed. I don't know. Shaquille O'Neal went to Syracuse. I feel I like after after, after he LSU? had retired, he did like a semester or whatever at Newhouse to like learn how to be a broadcaster. I feel like that makes sense. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, there was a lot of times. There was a lot of guys like who wanted time. to be sports broadcasters that were in my. That was my. Did you guys ever want to do that? Yeah, it was my backup. If if because uh, I got cut from the BFA program at University of Arizona my sophomore year, and it was like, okay, I'll go somewhere else and keep doing theater, uh-huh. or I'll move into broadcast journalism because, mm-hmm. like, in my mind, it you wouldn't have to do any of the journalism stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I never <laughs> thought about that element of it. It was like, I want to be on TV, and this is another way to do it. I like sports. I could talk. I have a deep voice. Yeah. I think that's for me. It was like I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to write for television or comedy or something. So putting that under the umbrella of communications and telling my parents like, "Yeah, we're broadcast journalism." I think that kind of like right. greased the wheels mm. to like. They thought it was like my grandpa. My grandparents thought that was like what I was doing was broadcast journalism, and I was like, right. "Not quite." <laughs> right. They're like, "Okay, there's a job at the end of that." Yeah. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. Which is so funny because it's like, is that any more of a pipe dream than writing for TV? I don't like not really objectively, right, right. but it just sounds somehow like realer than mm-hmm. the actor. Yeah, or TV it seems writer. somehow more respectable or something. Like you had to earn it for some weird way. Like it's strange that's the perception. I, I, the world would be way better if we were all sports journalists. Yeah. At least the sports world. Like I listen to. <laughs> sports podcasts a lot because like my brain is just too far gone to listen to any sort of information about anything i'm with that and those guys are so not funny and they (laughs) think they're funny Mm -hmm. and it is so infuriating to listen to agreed it's like just shut up with your little like i I wouldn't even know what how to what to call it it's like twitter light yeah Yeah. that sense of humor absolutely yeah there's there's definitely a there's definitely a cross section that i listen to too that's like writ like people that are writers that then do podcasts yeah and it's even like drier and almost like bratty at points yeah <laughs> like Where it's like okay so you're not entertaining yeah uh and you you somehow think that you're allowed to judge all of these like godlike athletes <laughs> yeah. and talk shit about them from your like nerdy little podcast room it's so true and then i do buy into i'm like yeah you're right like Whoa, fuck, Tobias Harris is overpaid and can't shoot jumpers. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As and if it's my was, business at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like, I would love to be able to afford going to see his game. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Tobias should give me some of that. <laughs> for a team that I don't care about also. It's like they make you yeah. have these really strong opinions about people that you don't have actually any like emotional connection to, even in a like a basic fan way. Yeah. Uh oh, welcome back to the basket buds. Um <laughs> Well, it's, you know, as always, we've got some big news today, but we've got a very exciting guest um, from the New Orleans Pelicans. We've got uh, Brandon Ingram. Brandon, welcome to the show. <laughs> what up? What up? <laughs> Good to be here. Uh, thanks for being here, man. Um, well, it, you know, we were just talking about last episode, um, just how washed Josh Hart is. I mean, that guy can't play. Um, and, you ever just uh, get tired of playing with a loser like that? Yeah, that's kind of the big question. Um, yeah, can I be honest? I listened to your guys last episode, and you called me a fucking little bitch who should go out and blow his brains out, and then see if that makes him better at basketball. So before you come after my man Josh Hart, I just want to like clarify that. Like, what the fuck was that? Oh, that was just comedy, dude. That was parody. That was satire. <laughs> All right. Well, I I took a couple of UCB classes. <laughs> my agent said it would make me better for spokes campaigns, and I feel like I'm missing the ironic twist in that statement. Like it just seems uh, kind of like shitty. Well, we're just playing, man. And now that you're kind of hovering over me, I'm reconsidering everything I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but you know, I there is some stuff I want to talk about. For uh, for example, I claimed last week if I wasn't five foot two, um, three hundred and seventy five pounds. <laughs> I could be doing exactly what you're doing out there, you know, because at the end of the day, you've got no court vision, right? 
uh, and you're a bit of a, a ball hog, wouldn't you say, Brandon? And, and please don't get any closer. Please, I'm yeah. very scared of you. Well, I would say that I'm more of a score-first player, but my defense has really improved this year. Nobody's really giving me any credit for that, especially with Zion being out. But, uh, yeah. I, can I be honest? I don't think you'd be good at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Back away from my man, man. <laughs> All right. Can I be honest? I didn't even notice. He stood up, and I didn't notice. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think I'm down a step or something. <laughs> Can I? Let, let's, let's, let's yeah, if my boy wasn't down a step, he'd practically be your height. <laughs> Can I ask you a question that I think maybe nobody has ever asked you? Are you happy? Do oh, you my man. like this? Oh, my I man, dude. Talk about, my man, I want to talk about basketball all day, every day, which I've done since I was six. I mean, that is the life, you know, uh, my man. I couldn't be happier. Okay. All right. Well, I just think you guys can bring a little bit more levity to it. And, and remember that these are human beings we're talking about. All right. That said, Damn. can I say something? That RJ Barrett is a little bitch, though. Am I right? All right. I mean, fuck that guy. Yes. And fuck the <laughs> Knicks, dude. Fuck the Knicks, dude. Oh, if Knicks. I ever saw any Knicks, man, on site, I, I'd beat the <laughs> shit out of him, dude. <laughs> Any of the Knicks, dude. Let's just clarify. When you say on site, what do you mean exactly? I mean, we're fighting, dude. It's fisticuffs on site. Any okay. Knicks walk through the door and we are freaking fighting. Yeah, that brings us to our new segment, um, uh, on site. Oh, <laughs> no, that's it. On site. Yeah. This which, is guys in the NBA we that we could up? Beat up or taking a one-on-one matchup. And Brandon, feel free to join us on this. Okay. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Go through the list here. Andre Drummond. That's on site. <laughs> that's on site, dog. <laughs> uh, he, can't, he can't guard me around the perimeter, dude. Sure, he's got the low block, but he can't guard me around the perimeter. Hey. That's right. And, and you crossed over half of our Jewish Community Center rec league uh, just in last Saturday's game, where we ended up making almost a comeback. We lost by thirty-two. But. <laughs> I hey man, those old guys score. are smart. Those old guys are smart. They yeah. know they're wily. They know how to That's shoot. Also, you lost by thirty-two, and that was a twelve-minute game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they had to lower the length of the games because there weren't enough guys to play. <laughs> But we couldn't do the full length without uh, – uh, by, by the way, shout out to Bobby who is in the hospital recovering from broken ankles. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Bob. My bad. They also had to lower the hoops because we weren't quite getting the ball up there. Uh, mm. Okay. Speaking of lowering the hoops, Brandon, this off season, are you considering working a little harder so that you come back in shape for the next season? Look, I got to be honest. I don't think people – understand the day-to-day regime and how much work goes into prepping for the season. I'm, I'm playing basketball every day, so I'm already really doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Here's my question. Why does Zion keep gaining weight and you can't seem to gain any, dog? You're so skinny, dude. Are if you, you ever like, hey, give me a little of that weight you're gaining? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys really laughed like what you said was funny, but that was not, not good or fu- I'm sorry. I just... All I'm saying is at this weight, if I saw Zion, it'd be on site, dog. <laughs> you weigh the same amount as Zion. You guys ready yeah, for your fettuccine break? Shape. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna. We actually will play through on the fettuccine break because we're tough. So we'll be eating fettuccine on mic for the rest of this episode. <laughs> okay, just mem- not like these lazy basketball players that can't eat through games. Just mentioned Applebee's. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> All right. You know what? I think I'm going to head out. I got to get to the game. I'm not really sure what this did for my career. My agent booked me on this, and I told him I only want to do funny stuff from here on out. And he was like, this is the funniest podcast on all of Spotify. Well, big ups to your agent, who I was uh, in a college, um, like, parody, improv like group, the right? Onion parody. Well, we improv, and we did the Onion parody articles and stuff. Uh, what do you mean by the college that? You paper. said you do, like, you performed the Onion parody articles? Yeah, we did like improv, but we'd perform like onion bits. <laughs> I love live onion, dude. That live horrible. onion is hilarious. That sounds oh, really horrible. Uh, goodbye. Now, this is a nice creamy fettuccine from Applebee's. <laughs> well, Brandon Ingram left, but the fettuccine flows like the wine of San Juan Capistrano. Uh, guys, your next guest is here. Uh, former New York Nick, Nate Robinson. 
Oh, he's about my height. Oh, it's, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass. <laughs> oh, you're the man now, dog. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Beautiful edit from our guest Zeke. Listen, we love it. You gotta hit that. It's hard. Fettuccine. Who was serving them fettuccine there? <laughs> I was the I was the Gelman esque producer in my mind uh, uh, for a yeah. podcast. <laughs> don't, don't, uh-huh. Just you know, suspend your disbelief a little bit. Oh, I'm not calling you out as like that made no sense. It was just funny to imagine that there's somebody whose <laughs> right. job is to remind them. Maybe to he eat was fettuccine. an Applebee's rep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's keeping the ship afloat. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I imagined it was their mommy. <laughs> uh, When's the last time you guys went to an Applebee's? Boy, I don't even know if there's one like maybe this is naive, but in our city, um, like, is there even an Applebee's I that I know of? It's gotta be one in Josh, yeah. I don't know if the, uh, I was in New York for that, um, for a, a paranormal activity like an hour away from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Syracuse is much like like where I was because, like, I was starting in Buffalo and then was kind of in the middle of nowhere in this town called Alfred. Mm-hmm. But, um, there was like no food open past 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. And the only place that was like this night when I was really hungry was Applebee's. So I got it to go because it was still like before vaccine. Nah. Our side to go. Car side to go. Yeah, you know it. You, okay, so Zeke maybe has been to Applebee's yeah. recently because he knows about He's car side to go. He's in his Google Maps. <laughs> it was so – you know how when you eat something unhealthy and it doesn't even give you – it's so bad you don't even get like the serotonin rush of it. Yeah. And so you're just like triple mad. You're like mad at yourself for hurting your body. Mm-hmm. You're mad at the food for tasting bad. And I guess I don't know what the third one is, COVID. Uh, <laughs> but like was Syracuse like that or because it was a college town, was there more stuff around? Um, Syracuse, the actual, like, I guess around the college, there was, there was like a strip where there was like bars and stuff. There was like some stuff to do. Yeah. I mean, like you could go out and hang out and eat and stuff. Um, but you got outside the college part of town and like people, it, one of like the cool activities was to hang out at Wegmans, which is just a grocery store. (laughs) That's like, People love Wegmans in New York. Yeah. Like, I, when I got there, everyone's like, you got to go to Wegmans. It's like, I don't know. It's like Vons meets Trader Joe's. And I went and I was like, hey, it's a grocery store. <laughs> it's a grocery store. They have okay sandwiches, but I mean, even my favorite sandwich place, I'm not hanging out. <laughs> I'm like getting the sandwich and I'm eating it and I'm leaving. But yeah, not a ton to do. Uh, like it was the type of like the the part of Syracuse that wasn't the university. I don't think everyone did this, but is it Erie Street? I haven't been there in so long. But anyway, there was like one boulevard with like all the chain restaurants, and one one thing that we did was we like took a car and like ordered something from every chain, <laughs> and like cool. almost as That's an a eating good college hang. Like a, I mean, but that was like yeah, like an activity. Like, literally right. just go on the strip, I guess, and, like, we'd order something. It was almost like an eating competition. I threw up later that night more than I ever had in my <laughs> life. Uh, so, really fun. Really awesome time. I have not been to Syracuse since I graduated. So, you know, not even, like, really a bold choice. Just more like a, mm, that's okay. <laughs> I don't need to go. Yeah. I am also from upstate New York. Not New York is massive, but I'm from like two hours straight north of the city, and I've never heard of Wegmans. So mm. interesting mm. regional interesting. differences. Yeah, there. it's like north the northwestern part of New York, like near Pennsylvania and near Canada, was where I was hearing about it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so makes sense. My family that lived in Endicott worked at a Wegmans. Mm. I don't even know where Endicott, Endicott is. You say Endicott? Endicott. Endicott. <laughs> Endicott. Yeah, they were pretty relaxed. <laughs> kind of easy going, watching DVDs all the time. Oh, you know. We had this, I don't even know where it came from, but like in high school, you know, where your friend group gets like a bit that just becomes like really ingrained in the group. And ours about Applebee's was that Applebee's was like fully chaos. Like you would go into Applebee's and it was like, the, it was, this was before the purge, but like the, our idea of it was like, it was like the purge, and the, you know, like. There's no rules in Applebee's. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> and so one time for my friend's birthday, we went there and we dressed really crazy. Like we wore w- little weird costumes and whatever. 
And they sang him the happy birthday song, and the Applebee's happy birthday song was, like, really intense and in your face. It was like, I don't know, but I've been told <laughs> someone here is mighty old. And, it was like, and we, so we were, like, cracking up that it was kind of living up to everything we, like, had imagined it was going to be. Um but so now, like, even 15 years later, I can't think of Applebee's without thinking of it as, like, a chaotic right. uh, hellhole. Even though great deals on, on beer and their chicken fingers are top top of the line if you eat them in-house. Oh, and I forgot they're the sponsor of this episode. Yeah. That's right. Go check it out. <laughs> That's it. Did you guys go uh, – were you Sizzler heads in your youth? Any Sizzler heads out there? I love Sizzler. Yeah. I don't think no. I've ever been. We had a couple, in my opinion, better cheap buffets. So Sizzler never kind of happened for me. It was Golden Corral, or yeah, Golden Corral and mm-hmm. Hometown, Hometown Buffet. buffet. Hometown you, Buffet you was Sizzler? like a little more expensive to me. Like we would ah. only go to Hometown Buffet if it was like after a soccer tournament and everybody decided to go or something. Interesting. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> What's your Sizzler memory, Z? Uh, we used to like, me and my friend Simon would go, it was like if we did well in our report card, our moms would take us to Sizzler, which is very funny. And then just <laughs> recently, my dad was in town just for a like quick stay and we got dinner, but like where he was, there was nothing. So we went to a Sizzler, but it was like kind of pandemic Sizzler. And so there wasn't really oh much God. of a buffet and you had to like order. <laughs> it was like a sit down order restaurant. I was like, this so weird. defeats the whole fucking purpose of this place. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, now, I don't want to tell you your business, but this isn't how your restaurant works. <laughs> no, this, yeah. is not the, the, this is not the model. Uh, the yeah. quality of this has to go a little bit up if it's not exactly. all I can eat anymore. And it was like sneaky expensive, too. It was like, yeah, you're paying like 18 bucks for a like rosemary chicken entree. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can go anywhere for this. I'm not going to right. Am I at a Tony Roma's all of a sudden? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> I remember when Sizzler, the one near me, debuted the new like kids cart. I don't know if they had that near you, but there was like the salad bar. Mm. But then they had like a little baby salad bar that was for kids. But it was just like dino chicken nuggets, tater tots that were in the shape of letters (laughs) and like, you know, like little kids food. But they put it on their own little cart with an umbrella so that you felt like because I couldn't even really reach the like adult salad bar for a while and i i just felt like that wasn't for me and then they got the kids cart and just our family was just loving it that's great uh babe 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 babe. okay close your eyes close your eyes okay 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 listen i know you say i never do anything nice for our anniversary (laughs) i know (laughs) you say that i consistently fail you in this arena okay i want to let you know I've nailed it this time. Okay, you careful. Are going to be- <laughs> Don't hype it up too much, okay? <laughs> Sweetheart, I'm so confident in this. I have no problem hyping it to the moon, okay? <laughs> Open your eyes. I got us two tickets to Wegmans. <laughs> well, I wish you would have told me. I left my fucking shopping list at home. <laughs> we have to go grocery shopping. <laughs> You don't seem excited or thrilled for a romantic evening out at a ro- local regional what do you mean grocery romantic? store. Well, I come what here do I every mean romantic? It's a Wegmans. Uh, the Trader Joe's of Northwestern New York. You know, they actually are opening a Trader Joe's, so that comparison doesn't. I make the best of it, okay? I know this has some special place. I know you. Good evening, folks. Can oh, I offer you a sample from our bakery? Ooh, la, la. It is one of our wonderful cookies cut into four, <laughs> and you get a little piece of a cookie. I'll take a cookie corner, sweetheart. Are you feeling decadent? These are free samples. Yeah, I'll have a cookie corner. Okay. Let you me know, take the little toothpick and place it into your mouth. <laughs> you know, sweetie, I. Thank you. <laughs> You know, what we could do is we could go to, we could buy some like a lobster tail or some of the seafood and, or something and bring it home and make a nice dinner. And we don't need to do anything that fancy. We just, I just wanted to do something kind of special with you. Sweetheart, people across the city are lining up to get into Wegmans, okay? I only scored two tickets because my financial advisor's what? wife is the manager here. <laughs> You got tickets? Yes, I showed you the tickets. See, you always expect the worst of me. You always expect me to do nothing. But I've done something this time, and I deserve credit. 
I these look hand drawn. <laughs> okay, they are hand drawn. You can they anyone can <laughs> anyone can come in here except for vagrants. They don't allow vagrants, but you know. <laughs> I don't think this is working. Ladies and gentlemen, what? welcome to Wegman's After Dark. Uh, glad to have you all here. If your lover's here for an anniversary, that guy sounds like a, a broadcaster. <laughs> That's your killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't like it here, how my ass tastes. That's what I have to say to you. And of course, clean up on aisle four. We have an, a huge somebody messed aisle four. So if we could get clean up on aisle four. Wow, that so, that's so incredible. He, that was Shaq. That was inc- he hopped on the mic to just say welcome to Wegman's After Dark and then say clean up on aisle four without really explaining what Wegman's After Dark even is. <laughs> this is exciting, sweetheart. Okay, I, mean, I am intrigued. He said something about his ass taste. Um. <laughs> Look, can I be honest? Sometimes I feel like you don't you don't see what it is that makes me special. You don't appreciate my boyish charm and roguishness. I I love you, sweetheart. I've we have been together for years and years. I just, you know, we don't have to do these kinds of every time it's how do I even say Table this? for two? Table. What, where? <laughs> yes, that's us. <laughs> I've got two beautiful chairs situated in the produce aisle right between the lemons and the apples. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. So are the misters I mean, available this evening? Oh, yes. Absolutely. They play the sounds of a <laughs> rainstorm right before they go off. <laughs> Very romantic. You know, I'll take – I'll say this. This is kind of a novelty, you know. I, I, I've never done this before. I've never sat in a produce section, um, so I, I'll Thank go you. with this. I don't I need appreciate to judge. You I know you're trying. trying to get on board. Can I ask you where, in an ideal world, where would you want to go for our anniversary? Maybe the problem <laughs> is that you you always say this better be fucking good, and then you leave me to plan it, and I panic. <laughs> well, let's just start with a restaurant, a real restaurant. Would have been a would have been a, start. a real restaurant, you know. Okay, hometown okay. buffet, or I would have I would take any anything any I I would say anything with seats, but there are seats here. Hey, I'm sorry, I couldn't help but over here. I'm uh, just grabbing some lemons. Hey, my wife had the same issue. Hi, I'm Brett Ratner. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, this is where all the big timers come to rub elbows, lady. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's a if if you want to meet me, I'll show you a good time uh, in the VIP lounge. Come on by anytime. Just say my name. Look out for the hot babes. That's my VIP lounge. Don't tell my wife. And hang out with the Rat Man, sweetheart. The director of Rush Hour One and Two is in here. I- I mean, you know I love those movies. <laughs> I almost directed the Oscars before some stuff came out. I almost directed the Oscars before some stuff came out. Okay, uh-huh. thank you, sir. All right, all right. Well, you can find me in the VIP lounge. Surprised you brought that up. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's it wasn't based. I'm saying I'm talented enough. I could have directed the Oscars if there wasn't some stuff about me and Eddie Murphy that came out. Okay. All right, I'll be in the VIP lounge. The Oscars doesn't seem like that much of a directorial undertaking. Yeah, <laughs> right? really. like it's kind of hard to put your visual stamp on a on an award show. But that's I neither mean, here nor there. Even Soderbergh played it safe, right? It looks like the VIP lounge is just kind of the deli area after <laughs> <laughs> shut down. That's right. Look, sweetheart, I don't want to be somewhere where you don't want to be for no. our special evening. If you want to go to hometown buffet, let's go over there and, and see what that's like. All right. I mean, okay. I'm just with you is the important thing. Cut to the hometown buffet. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you don't have reservations, you cannot come in. You absolutely cannot come in here. Is that Alonzo morning? Alonzo <laughs> <laughs> morning actually runs a very profitable hometown buffet. Uh, <laughs> I would believe that. I would also believe that. That would be funny if, like, you know how, like, uh, a lot of athletes own, like, car dealerships or whatever because they're supposedly, like, good ways to make money and you slap a famous person's name on it? It would be really funny if they went into just, like, 
but also cars are cool. <laughs> you know, like it would be really funny if they were like, hey, this self-storage place is a gold mine. You're welcome back <laughs> right. to Larry Johnson's self-storage. Or I do feel like Shaquille O'Neal for having made an unbelievable amount of money in his career and mm-hmm. also an incredible amount of money as a broadcaster does every commercial. I mean, he does everything. That. He's yeah. like, there's this one for um, like ring the home security system. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, ring has a, like, uh, they, like ring has some kind of like home monitor now. And it's just like, yeah, ring does a monitor. And he's like general, he does it all. I see hot. There's no, there's nothing he wants. Mm-hmm. Carnival to to. cruise lines. Yeah. It's like, he's almost got like a bar of what he won't go above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'll do bent. Yeah. I see hot carnival cruise right. lines. I was just with my folks, and they were like, we were watching, uh, Inside the NBA came up. And my mom even commented, like, because Shaq was talking, she was like, why doesn't he have any, like, enthusiasm? (laughs) Because it is like, I'm just used to it at this point. But he's coming down here, and he talks. Like, so it's an odd guy to be, like, a spokesperson, or, like. Right. He's not, like, an aggressive salesman personality. Yeah. At least in my mind. Which kind of. It's it's similar in a way to like Snoop Dogg, where you've just your essence has become a brand. Like you are so singularly unique yeah. that it's just like you showing up is all that matters. It's you don't even have to like convince me that you like the thing. Very true. You could convince me that Shaquille O'Neal is the most famous person on the planet right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I do think like probably everyone knows who he is, right? Like at one point he was like the biggest, like biggest basketball player in terms of just like a big deal, but also just that he is naturally so huge is like significant. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating. I like, sometimes I'll think about this and it's a little morose, but like when a celebrity dies and I don't have much connection to them, I'm like, Oh, that's sad, but doesn't really mean a lot for me, you know? But I feel like when Shaq dies, it's going to leave, like, a crater in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like when Kobe died, I'm not, I don't really even care about Kobe, but it just blew me away. But I feel like when Shaq goes, I'm going to be like, man. Yeah. guy was larger than life. He was. He truly was. It's like Santa Claus dying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, geez. There are certain people, too, who, like, exist to me as if, I and if I ended up in a room with them, it would be fun to hang out. Mm-hmm. And there, there's some idea that I have that, like, if they, that that will happen someday. And if Shaq died before that happened, I'd be like, oh, I never got to meet him. It would have been so like I've I've been near Charles Barkley outside the yard house, and that's like enough for me. Like I saw Charles Barkley be mean to rich people, and that was like <laughs> great. I've had my Charles Barkley thing. Like right. they, they have that kind of persona that you want to have met them and like have a little story. And there's something mm-hmm. about like lo- losing that that would be sad if he died. Wait, right. what was that? The, what's the yard house? Yard house is uh, that like it's like a brewery restaurant. There's one at L.A. Live by Staples Center. Oh, okay. um, there's one by in Burbank by the AMC 16. Yeah, <laughs> there's he was just out there shooting the shit and roasting he people. was like walking from. I don't know. He, he, there was an ESPN zone there at the time. He was like probably walking into Yard House before a game or something like that. But uh, there was like, I don't really even understand the insult, but it has always stuck with me. There was like two women like dressed to the nines downtown LA, you know, mm-hmm. that style where it's like very tight <clears throat> dresses and two kind of like bro rich dudes that were with them. And he said to the, to the women, if I had my money and these guys' looks, I would never hang out with you. <laughs> Whoa! Did they say anything first? <laughs> they were being like kind of crazy to him. No, yeah, it wasn't like for no reason. <laughs> Chuck just walks around being so mean to people. Wait, let's just dissect like, that. So that means that right. he thinks they were very hot. The men were hot as compared to the women, right? <laughs> right? Right. But the men didn't have, like, enough money to be seen with someone else or something. Got he was it. like, I'm too rich. I'm ugly, so I would maybe hang out with you. Right. Uh, kind of vibe. But so the men were rich and hot. <laughs> the men were backhandedly complimented? It was kind of insulting everybody, which is what <laughs> yeah. I liked about it. <laughs> also really funny that Charles Barkley doesn't think of himself as attractive. Like, not that I do, but... I think if I'm a millionaire athlete, I'm like, nah, people want to sleep with me. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. weird. That is so funny. Hey, I know I'm Charles Barkley and I'm ugly as hell, but if I look like <laughs> these guys, 
<laughs> it, it also kind of like feels like a joke that like not exactly this, but like there are jokes that I would maybe my dad's whole family was from Minnesota and they were all like older, like 60s, 70s, 80s. And so when we would hang out, you would like hear little jokes that are like, you must have just heard this and repeated it every year for 70 years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And it felt like that where Barkley like heard someone else say it or said it himself once and now just uses it as a line all the time. Totally. Yeah, it's good to put Zeke those in your freeze. Huh? Or is uh, he just thinking? Uh, I think Zeke froze. We'll hold for a quick Zeke freeze. Oh, oh we, we got go. you back. He's back. Back, I'm back. Oh, what were you going to say, Josh? Um, I, I, uh, I was just going to say that, like, I'm not the type to usually put those in my pocket. <laughs> those, like, those, Same. like, jokes I overhear, like, sayings. I think I enjoy them. I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, they just zoom right out of my head. But There's something kind of, like, folksy. I associate it, even though my, this family I'm talking about was Minnesota, like, like Southern, mm-hmm. like Grant McFadden, our friend Grant has like mm-hmm. a million of those. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just like, hey, he was flopping around like a slap salmon or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? <laughs> My dad does that too. He's like, that motherfucker's so full of shit. His eyeballs are brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and all the way up. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is like a thing of that generation. Like yeah. as you, as you age a little bit, like, the like the ha the elbow joke kind of thing when i get around like my dad and his friends i will start falling into like just sort of speaking in that cadence mm. you know what i mean where it's like i don't know about that but da-da-da-da-da. it's like we're, like we're, you know that like i don't even I know do what know the what words mean. are but there's a certain cadence to it of like we're all gonna laugh at the end of this yeah you know, i don't know it's hard it's the to- rhythm of a joke go ahead I was just going to say, like, my parents, my family is pretty conservative in, like, a Christian way, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, there's not a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I find myself around, like, older relatives sometimes just being like, what the fuck do we talk about? Mm. <laughs> like, How do we just be silent and polite? Is it yeah, like that? Kind of. It's just like, uh, I don't know. I find myself, like, t- there's not a lot of, like, that kind of, like, fun joking saying it's it yeah. like it, i don't think that was fostered throughout my family tree i think it was more just like kind of like politeness and i don't know right uh, so whenever i'm with my family it's like not whenever but a lot of times when i'm with my older relatives it's just I'll, I'll find myself saying something like it's sort of like what you were saying ryan but Almost just like saying like phrases I've never said in my life, like "Ain't that the truth?" Or like, (laughs) "I'm like, is this what you want?" Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Like, or just talking about like how like interstates, (laughs) like how I got there for like half hour, exhausting my brain. I don't know. Yeah, it's like to me, there's like people in my life that are this way, where it's like, oh, if you knew me at all. I don't think you would like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I can't show you <laughs> any of myself at all. Like, yeah. I've got to just mirror you and give you exactly what I think you want. Because if, like, I acted, if I said the things I say and the thoughts I have, we would have maybe nothing in common or you would not like me. Like, with, like, older family and stuff, it feels mm-hmm. like that's kind of that kind of thing. Yeah. It also makes me realize, like, I'm almost always joking around. I'm never just like yeah. talking about what we're doing today <laughs> or, you know what I mean? And I feel like there's just a, a sense of like literalness versus like, I don't know. I'm just kind of walking around being creative or, or, you know, like not that it's good or cool, but just that it's, yeah. I don't know, this is fun, you know? There, This is kind of adjacent, but I was on a walk with my friend who lives like kind of in this like nicer part of Silver Lake, uh, like behind the Whole Foods there. Oh. Uh, and she was like, we just, she had just moved in and she was like, we'll leave our door open, but like the gate closed and people just come up and chat with us. Like people in the neighborhood, everyone's so happy. Everyone's so nice to each other. Like a solicitor came by to get them to like sign some political, you know, thing. And he like knew the people that had lived in the house before and was like, oh, where'd they go and whatever. Mm. And I was just like. That is so the opposite of how I want to live. <laughs> I am so scared to leave my door open because someone would 
think that that is an invitation mm. to like co- converse with each other. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I just want some fresh air and to see the world. <laughs> uh, and I certainly don't think mine is like the better way to live, but I'm so scared that someone who does not have boundaries will enter my life and I will have to try to learn to have boundaries with a stranger. <laughs> God forbid, you know? <laughs> yeah. Impossible. Some woman like, and now we have like two dogs and like one of them will bark and then the other will bark. And so it's like, if someone knocks on our door, it's like a whole thing. Um, and some woman knocked on the door and I wasn't going to answer it. And the dogs were barking and she was holding a thing. I could tell she was like trying to sell us on something. She knocked it like three times. I was like, get the fuck out of here. We're not answering. And then she, I see her on the porch just go, oh. Like, like she's mad at me and she leaves the thing and I look and it's like some councilman running for office that she was uh, knocking on doors for. And it's like, you can't be mad at me for not answering my door. You came Mm -hmm. to my home. (laughs) Right. Have you ever knocked on a door? Not to put you on the spot. Uh, I have uh, in the young, you know, when there was still some sort of hope that you could affect change (laughs) when Bush was president, I, I I did like a lot of like democratic, um, canvassing uh, around Tucson. Uh, but never since then. That's brave. I feel like Tucson. I feel, yeah, not like, go ahead. I was gonna say not like Tucson's like the, like a a bad place, but it's, I feel like you could knock on a door and easily be. Face to face gun person. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. 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 Uh, they generally like with canvassing do a pretty good job of like the idea is you're going to mostly like registered Democrats or independents. Yeah. Because uh, you're not going to like convince a Republican. So generally it's fine. Um, and it was more so in like um, like the uh, underserved neighborhoods that you'd go through that mm-hmm. have like pretty low voter turnouts. I did it in 2018, and I literally think I might have actually talked to one person. <laughs> Cause I, like, really? Because nobody answered their doors? Yeah. Yeah, and because I was tagging along with someone else who was much better at it to start with, you know? Mm. I sort of got, like, grouped up. Um, I spent an afternoon doing that, talked to one person who was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and I was like, I think I might have just wasted everyone's time. Um, and it ended up being for that— well, it, it was for that Katie Hill person who like left in disgrace, sort of. Anyway, not her fault. Oh, I don't know the I don't know the story. Hmm. She had some sort of affair with the staffer, and it like was hung over her, uh, hmm. and maybe unfairly so. And there was maybe some sexism involved with it. I don't quite remember the whole thing, but she was one of those like I don't even remember. She was like a a liberal but maybe more middle of the line she's like she was a veteran and was maybe for guns in some way she performed yeah <laughs> but was was a, you know a notch in the blue column for those trump years mm-hmm. the second half of it's those so trump funny because there are people who would be upset by that but if you tried to convince me not to vote for someone i like because they had a, an affair with a staffer especially like a woman i'd be like i don't care at all yeah i don't care <laughs> at all like were they both consenting I don't care at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no political opinion on that. She that resigned. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like one of those things where it was like, it, I think it had ended prior to the, like the campaign officially beginning, but it had not been sort of like disclosed in the way that like, it honestly was one of those, like, it felt like the Republicans being like, you said, this is not cool when we do it. So fuck her. Like she mm-hmm. can't do it either. Like it was one right. of those things that like, the, and then that, the Democrats like, were like, well, we should stick to the rules. It was. It's, it got a little weaponized in that way. But it was like nobody really fucking cared. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Which I feel like is the truth with most of it. Like they don't care about the scandal. They're like, finally, a cord to pull. You know, they're yeah. like, now we can get what we want through this thing we've cared about or whatever. And I was like, totally. I knocked on one door for you. How could you fold so quickly? <laughs> I fought so hard convincing that one person. <laughs> yeah. I got an indifferent answer from one person. Okay. That was an entire afternoon of my life. <laughs> yeah. I take oh, the well, not a whole afternoon. It was like after lunch, late lunch. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that is what it was. <laughs> I was late because I was hungover at the time. Well, and then, like, I, I went home and tweeted, like, I just love canvassing. If you can involve yourself in local <laughs> politics, you feel so good. Yeah, with just taking a photo of me with a sticker on. <laughs> Listen, um, we deserve it all. If that's it. Well, 
We do deserve it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate having you. Thank you, guys, oh, man, as what a always. Blast. Uh, Josh, uh, anywhere people can find you and anything you'd like to plug? Uh, sure, yeah. I'm at Josh Simpson on everything. Instagram, Twitter. Um, I have a YouTube channel with some videos I was making last year. Uh, YouTube.com slash Josh Simpson. And then uh, I'm in this series called PBC. It's on YouTube. Um, it's meant for accountants, so buckle up. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of a strange project like that, but it is pretty fun. There's a lot of good people involved in it. Uh, cool. Uh, I got to be in two, five of the six episodes, so PBC on YouTube. You can find it. In all. It's like a comedy show for accountants? Kind of, yeah. It's, yes, it's a comedy show. It's kind of it's in an account. It's set in an accounting office, so uh, it's it's very much like a workplace comedy, but with in an accounting office. So <laughs> nice. It's I'm, I'm, I'm not doing a great out. job selling it right now, but <laughs> uh, the pitch is great. Obviously, you didn't create the show. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But uh, uh, it was actually it was funny, and a lot of great people involved. Waisaki's in it. Um, uh, nice. Danny Trejo's in it. Speaking of people who will do stuff for a certain amount of money, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the taco and donut guy. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, Macheta himself. Yeah, Machete. Zeke. That's what would you like to plug? Where can people oh, find you? You can't find me anywhere, but you can watch uh, Miracle Worker season two and three are both on HBO Max now. So if you haven't seen that delightful little program, check it out. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for being here, guys. Everyone, thanks for listening. Patreon.com slash you're the man now, dog. If you listen to the free version of this episode, you can get the extended version of every episode, plus video of all the episodes and extra weekly two-man episodes with Ryan and I. Um, so join us there. Give us five bucks for one month. See if you like it. And if not, um, feel free to not say anything, but just go away forever uh, and listen <laughs> to the free ones. And I think it's safe to say on this one, if you want an extra toilet scene, that's where it'll be. That it will okay. probably, yeah, that's where we'll put the toilet content. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for being here, guys. Ryan, anything else? Nope, that's it. Thanks, dudes. All right, big ups to Brian Holmes for editing and production work. Andy Wu for the logo, Casey Trailer for the song, and everyone for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.